welcome back to another episode, guys. We are still going. We're wait, still wait, driving. no, come on. This is not just another episode, Dustin. This is this is the well, episode. This is this is what everyone's been waiting for. Damn, you're you're actually correct. This is what everyone's been waiting for. This was the final rose. It, it was really gassed up. Well, I don't know if it was gassed up. The second, the first season was gassed up. Anyways, we'll get into it when we get to the breakdown. Pete, how are you, man? Dude, I am good. Uh, halfway, halfway point through training. Uh, missed the heck out of you guys. I missed the heck out of trip. Uh, my other half, but uh, doing good, man. And I'm excited to uh, get back to New York soon. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. I, I, I call myself a farmer now. You know, I got the a farmer, the chickens Why is that? and pigs. I got to take the chickens and pigs out there. How's the, feed how, them. how's the newborn deer doing? The newborn deer. He's, I call him a chicken. A chicken. Really, really. He's transitioning to a chicken. So, guys, I always. Trips a chicken. <laughs> Sophia's a pig. And, you know, I got to feed the farm animals every morning, take them out, pick up after them. You know, it's, it's, I, life is Shoot, good. man. You know what? I don't, I don't care what it's they say the about you. You are a, you're a good dude. You know that? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, man. Though, but can't wait for you to come back, though. Apartments coming together. Just a heads up, guys. I might get a knock on the door for someone to come repair some of our um, things in the apartment. But the show must go on. But New York's been good. The weather's getting better. We miss you, man. Starting to turn on. Huh? It's starting to uh, starting to warm up. Starting to warm up. Uh, Mr. Harbor has been helping out a little bit. Dude, We've I'm been, not gonna uh, lie. I'm having, having a little having a little FOMO over here. Seeing seeing our guys post like TikTok. Not, I mean, they're freaking hilarious. But you know, seeing all these posts and everything, I'm like, wow. I've I have been replaced. I understand it, but I have been replaced. Man. So I can't wait to get back. I guess it is what it is. Oh, it is what it Anyways. is. But tell that, tell that chicken, tell that newborn deer, I'll be with him soon, <laughs> snuggling with him. And uh, oh, I, will. I can't wait to get back. Oh, don't worry. I will. All right, guys, let's get to the bachelor breakdown for the live final. Emma, take us through it. Let us know what's going on. I don't know about you guys. I am still reeling a little bit. That was kind of wacky. I'll give it to him. It may or may not have been the most dramatic season yet. It was definitely the a, a dramatic season. I don't say the dramatic is. Is that a word? Most dramatic? That's I don't think dramatic not is. Not a word. Most dramatic. It's same thing. Most dramatic, yeah. I know, what you're, I know where you're going. Yep. It was, it was, no, it, I mean, it was dramatic for sure. I, uh, I think, I don't know if we've ever seen maybe a lead kind of stay so so damn invested in in all the remaining relationships for for so long and i think that's what contributed to a lot of this drama um you know i think there's a lot of opinions out there of you know of course there's gonna always be but you know especially right now with this season with clayton and how he handled the situation how he treated the other women um all the women the final three women but i think at the end of it the reason for so much so much of this drama was and 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 I think um you saw you saw Caitlin say it throughout the show I relate to it a lot as well uh Clayton you know ultimately was someone that truly you know I believe bought into this whole process and that's a good thing, right? It's a good thing until it's not a good thing. And you saw kind of that come to light someone that has the ability to uh, get too invested or not not too invested, just extremely invested in each individual relationship. It causes great, great drama, great TV, but a lot of tears ultimately in the end. And you saw that come out and play out in this last episode, but man, it's crazy. There were a lot of tears. It was definitely 
he was so in it that it was great, but because he was so into it, that's why he was so easy to crucify because he was still like still so into these women at the end. And I think that there is nuance to that argument. I actually ended up typing up like a mini essay because I was just after the first episode so filled with passion about what all was going on and how he was being attacked. And I think that the two lines of commentary are on, are we mad at him for admitting that he loved these two women or are we mad at him for having sex with them? And I think that those are two very different things. And I think as we go through this breakdown, I can highlight the point where I can't stand by his actions. But up until that point, I was pretty down. So it starts with the rose ceremony from hell, where which is also just like, really, that's that's what you're going to call it? That's the clever name you gave it, Jesse Palmer? I mean, it, 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 was, it, was, it was from hell. Yeah. Yep. Wait, before we get into this, aren't our... Are viewers kind of confused? Or have they not seen this show before? <laughs> the, 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 there's three people that go to fantasy suites. Two people have to get their hearts broken. Why is everyone acting so damn surprised? Two, I mean, unfortunately, it doesn't work. You can't marry three people. Two people have to get their heart broken. And I am just so confused on why everyone's just like so shocked. Like, wait a minute. I... Like you have to. You're 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 right. I get I get where you're going, Desi. And again, it's <laughs> this show is. Listen, maybe this show is not going to be you know on its last leg here because these producers have have done an amazing <laughs> job of, especially at the they're, end of they're this, turning it back. Yeah, especially at the end of this. You know, I, I haven't seen ratings yet. Numbers. I'm sure. I I, I have to assume that they have skyrocketed. You know, in the second half of the season, especially like the, the last quarter of this season. Uh, in the finale, but it got people talking. It got people invested. It got people emotional, and and that's great. And but but to me, it's it's you have a great point there, Dustin. But it's it's so funny how how dang invested people get in entertainment. This is this is literally, and I say over and over and over again. But this is all this is, is entertainment. This is a, a reality dating TV show that very few of these relationships end up, you know, long term success. There is crazy, crazy stuff that goes down and blows down, and people get so invested and have such crazy opinions, and it's literally created just for your entertainment. And, and I feel like people lose sight of that in the moment, which is credit to the producers for doing such an amazing job of creating such a tense, crazy moment. But to your point, yes, and. I think where it, it it got a little bit different and where things kind of, you know, went a little sour was how long, I kind of said at the beginning of the episode, how long Clayton stayed invested in these relationships. A, a kind of, in, listen, in, in a little bit of a way leading, leading them on. And in that a little part, bit of a shady way. But what if you're like still not, sh- maybe you like someone more than the others, but you're still in the fantasy suites does that not does that not mean like you can't have a great night with this person like get to know him open up and maybe yeah because since sex happens like I don't I don't see the issue again with I don't that. I don't think that's the issue I don't think that's the issue at all I mean in fact I'd argue it's not I think it's it's how invested and how I can Clayton kind of strung them along unnecessarily knowing I think ultimately in his heart he always knew. Now, looking back on it, now seeing how everything ended, he knew how he felt for Susie. He knew where she stood mm-hmm. in his heart. Why now continue? And I get it. 
you know, she left in that moment. He didn't think that she was, you know, still there, still an option. So he was probably confused as hell. And he was trying to see if there was something there with them. Listen, I'll, we'll always call, I'll always call it as it is. I think he led them on a little bit and strung them along. But he also ultimately, I guarantee you, probably had a lot of pressure to pick one of them, Gabby or Rachel, in the end from production. I, I, I'm very confident that production wanted Susie to be the bachelorette and wanted her to have that role and kind of, you know, if if it would have worked out with the relationship or not worked out, I guess, had them go their separate ways and have Susie be the bachelorette. Very, very confident. Not for sure, but very confident. He was probably forced like crazy to consider it and to consider it and to consider it and was talked about how great their, you know, their connections were the entire time. And so that ultimately, I think, caused a lot of this confusion for Clayton. But you got to give Clayton a ton of props here for ultimately standing up for what he wanted and picking what he wanted. And that was Susie. And I guarantee you that was not the, the decision that production wanted him to make. I mean, it, I would agree with that. I think that production has had it out for him this whole time and it might make more sense now given that the, he kind of messed up their grand plan by ending up with the girl. Yeah. Uh, just to follow up, the Monday night show had 4.5 million viewers watching. So, and that's way higher than any of the episodes thus far this season. The numbers aren't out for last night's episode yet. We are recording on Wednesday bright and early. So it it's doing pretty well. I think that they might have saved the franchise by making this season as toxic as it was. But the reason that I have so many problems with how it ended and the reason why I think that some of the flack is warranted is because we have this rose ceremony from hell where he admits to the women that he was intimate with both of them and he's in love with both of them. And then they both break down and it must be like the most ambient space in Reykjavik because you can hear the like cries echoing off the walls. Oh my God. And it's the most uncomfortable situation. What are your thoughts here, Dustin? <sighs> yeah, it was a tough one. I, I, again, I don't think he needed to do that. I don't think he had to. I mean, he felt like he wanted to, and, and that's great, you know, but I don't think in terms of the show and how it works, I don't think, honestly, listen, it's listen, listen, bit. listen, put, put it this way. Do you re really, just be honest. Now we know how it happens. We, we can put everything kind of into context as best as possible. Do you really think that he ever looked at, listen, I always, I always, from the beginning of the show, I always thought that, that Rachel looked at him a certain way different than anyone, any other, any of the other women ever looked at him. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, there was no doubt how invested Rachel was seeing the breakup, seeing the emotions come out, seeing her kind of break down like that. There was no doubt that she was all in. But did you ever really see him look at her or look at Gabby the way that he ultimately ended up kind of looking at, at Susie? Like, really, did you, would you, would you put them all on the same level of of how he felt for all three of them? I wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, as we were going on, we didn't really know until he said it. Mm -hmm. I didn't know. I'd say about a week ago, we, we really knew. I think after the clock date, after she met him at the clock tower in Croatia and told him that she was falling for him, I think that was the moment that it was over. I think that's when he even subconsciously knew that it was going to be Susie. And then because of the order of... Fantasy Suites production set it up to fail so that they could set her up to be the next crown. Didn't work out. 
they ultimately are able to figure it out. But two women get wildly screwed over in the process. And I know that that's the name of the game and literally what you signed up for. Mm-hmm. And there's a moment where Gabby is breaking down and after he has said that he was intimate with both of them and that he was in love with both of them. And she says that she doesn't want to be here if this is how it's going to be or like if this is what it takes to get to the end. And that in that moment, I was like, this is it's the name of the game. Like, right. unfortunately, it's horrific at the end. Yeah, but that's what it is. That's the consequence of doing the show. Yeah, I mean, she had some good points. She kept she, she kept saying, you know, like, love can't be measured. I don't want to be in it if that's what it is. And I see her point. I see where she's coming from. But you're right. It's, again, I, I think that's why the show is successful. Because even though people know the name of the game, they know what they're kind of, you know, for the most part, signing up for, it still shocks them. And it still has that shock factor living through it and experiencing those feelings in real time. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, the reactions that you see, it pulls people in and people are, are, are kind of mesmerized by it and they're entertained and they, they want to see what happens next. But I don't know. I, I just couldn't help but think that, you know, it looked horrible, obviously, any way you look at it, write it up, it looked horrible. Him kind of, you know, leading them on and dragging them through the process just ultimately um, ended again uh, for who he really wanted. But I think I, I think you can't put too much of that. Like you, you cannot put all the blame on, on, uh, on Clayton uh, for that mm-hmm. just because I guarantee you had so much pressure to uh, not let those relationships fail, not let them walk out. That, I think they wanted Susie. That's the wrap. They did. I would agree. I think it, it was uh, a lot of things in play that were out of his control. Yeah. And the ones that he was in control of, he fumbled a little bit. So yeah. this is then the point where uh, after the rose ceremony, both women agree to stay, which is incredible of them. And mm-hmm. I thought really powerful. I think the moment that stood out to me the most in that was when Gabby comes back up the stairs or comes around and she apologizes to Rachel and gives her a hug. And she's like, I'm sorry I made you wait. And Rachel's like, no, 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 don't apologize. And they embrace. And that moment was like, wow, this is, their friendship is bigger than this, which I guess makes sense for now events that we know are to come. But they go on to meet Clayton's family. That was so so big of them. They, They handled that so extremely well. And, you know, I always... I'm a big proponent for grace being handed out on this show, um, especially mm-hmm. to the lead. But seeing that grace be extended to to Clayton from Gabby and, and Rachel, you know, they obviously did not have to do that. But r- just kudos to them, props to them. You know, they, ultimately they they do. They they deserve every bit, you know, of be becoming bachelorettes here together. And and I I really, really hope that they have, you know, that production doesn't mess with them too much because they just both seem like complete sweethearts that, you know, deserve the absolute best. And I hope they find that. I have, I mean, I, okay. Now I'm the... Ooh, this is going to be spicy. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what do you got, Dutsy? All right. We talk about this, like, not being a game, this and that. And yet we have these two women that are kind of leaning on each other at the final. Like, they're like, well, should we go? Should we stay? If you're staying, I'm staying kind of deal. And what sense does this make when you're trying to find your husband, you know? I get what you're saying, how they were bringing comfort to each other, but still at the same time, it's like you guys are caring more about the relationship or maybe just getting to this point than more so of, uh, uh, 
I, I don't know. You guys get what I'm saying, though? I get what you're going for, but I think that it was also a moment where they were both just so rocked to their core and they had no one around because no one's in your corner. Production handed uh, like a one-ply elementary school paper towel to Rachel for her to dry her tears. It's like, you're, you're telling me we can't afford Kleenex on this show? I don't <laughs> think that they have a lot of support. So having each other there, I think, was huge for them in that moment, that they were able to be like, look, we're both going through some absolutely whack shit right now. At least I have this one moment of, you understand. Well, yeah, I, I see that. But they do have support. But also, I was kind of confused. It looked like even after Gabby had left, Rachel was like, oh, shit. Well, did I do the right thing? Did I do the wrong thing? Why? Like, it was. It looked like she didn't really well, want to yeah, be could, there anymore. Could you not... Yeah, but could, put yourself in her shoes. Could you not see why she felt that? Now it's like she wins by default. I'm seeing that. And it's like being like having these quick reactions of not knowing what to do. Yet people with Clayton, he's having these same reactions as well. Of not I see, wanting, I see, I not, see where you're going for that. Okay, yes. the double standard of it all. It's been a double standard nonstop. And it's, it's, you're, it's, yeah, it's you're crazy. You're not wrong about that. You know? That's a really good point you bring I don't up. know. That was just my, that was my take on that. I don't know. It was kind of choppy. I completely agree. And I think that it's very obvious in if you just look at the end of HB's season and you look at the end of this and the way she goes, I had sex and Jesus still loves me versus Clayton goes, I'm, I had sex and everyone's like, ah, you're horrible. No sex. Mm -hmm. So I think that it's just very stark, the contrast. And the Unfortunately, the male leads are getting it these past few seasons. They are, and yeah, man. I, I don't, I don't know Ooh, if I recommend. I, know I don't know if I give give an endorsement to uh, to go put yourself through that anymore. But uh, man, you, you actually really bring up a great point. Let's see one more. You know, talk on that for a second. You see Rachel go in that moment. She has an extreme moment of confusion and like I don't know what to do. And I'm like, should I be here or not? And all the grace in the world is extended to her and everyone felt bad for her, rightfully so, right? But here you have Clayton, the lead, going through this, these mental gymnastics the entire season and then he gets crucified mm -hmm. for it um, because people don't like, you know, the ultimate decision that he made. Yeah, it's just, it is that double standard. But what are you going to do? What are you going to do What are you going to do? Anyways, what are you going to do? Anyways, so he, he convinces them to stab. He convinces them to stay. Gabby and Rachel then meet the parents. It's kind of awkward. They both do a great job, obviously. They did a great job, though. Handling uh, that. Clayton's dad uses the line, screwed the pooch, which I don't love given, like, the implications of sex in this conversation. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. You'd rather him say you got a body, right? Just, just like, hey, kid, <laughs> you messed up would be... <laughs> no, come on, Emma, let's be real. What, what did you want him to say? <laughs> Clayton, how many bodies did you get on the show? Oh that's what my she, god, I can't yeah. deal with you guys this early that's, in the morning. That, that, that's what she would have, <laughs> what she would have said. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I thought though, yeah, it was it was good, it was good interactions between the family. I, I gotta say, I gotta throw out, I was laughing my ass off when you, when one of the brothers was so obviously told. First, listen, the family does not get these Airbnbs for this this visit to go oh my God. fly across the world and um, you know, and go see their their son or their daughter and, and, and catch up. Like that's come on, that's not I don't think anyone. Check ever out this Airbnb that, we booked. No, they said, Yeah, that my parents got. I'm just sitting there just like I'm sorry. Like that was, I don't think I was, so. I'm shocked they put that in. 
They they are so you are not allowed to use brand names or wear brand products. Like if I were on the show, I could not wear this. If yeah. this is the only one I had, it they would, would literally taped tape it up. So and you guys, you guys are, you can't see Dustin has a guest sweatshirt on. He's he's he, oh, yeah. he's just talking about his luck. You you're not so allowed to wear it. It is an anyway. audio medium. <laughs> yeah. Guess. <laughs> it was Ooh, anyways. It, it was very interesting. They uh seemed like a very quirky middle of America family. His mom's outfit at the uh, after the final rose might be the funniest outfit I've ever seen, and it also might be my Halloween costume this year. I don't remember because it's I don't think I remember. What was it? Good. Oh, I'll I'll pull it up here for you guys in a minute. Okay. But so Gabby goes first, then Rachel. They both have these intimate conversations with their uh, with Clayton's parents. And Clayton's parents are like, hey, so we know what happened. And they're like, yeah, it's pretty whack, right? Uh, I think that it's all a really nice way for us to step toward closure all the way up until Clayton at the very end of the episode tells his parents, yeah, I think this figured, this like, this solidified it for me. I'm in love with Susie. And his parents are like, well, she's not in love with you, dude. And his dad pushes back on this pretty hard, like, if she was in love with you, she wouldn't have left. She doesn't feel the same. Leave it alone. You have two amazing women here who really want you. Why are you doing this? But he does it anyway. End of night one. How are you feeling? I get, again, I, I think this comes in. You can, you can never tell someone who they should be with. I mean, it's never going to work. You could do it all you want till you turn blue in the face. How someone feels about someone, it's going to be the only indicator if... I mean, it's it's the only thing that matters. But I get what they're saying. I have the, I I feel their frustration. It's like, what the hell? Like, you get so frustrated. Just go with this person. They're perfect for you. But those feels don't lie. Yeah. And listen, I again, you got to give props or props or do. Could not have been. It was not an easy decision. I mean, you know, everyone could see for for Clayton to do that, knowing the pain that he was going to. Like, so, so okay, back up a little bit. Clayton did a great job of ultimately making the right decision for himself, right? Now, where he, where he could have done better was um, not waiting so long to make that decision. But what no one can say about him was that he ultimately did not make the best decision for himself. And again, I, you know, we wish that he could have not strung the other two along as much, not had them stay as invested as much to ultimately just, you know, tear them down. Yes, sure. Perfect world. Again, there's a lot of exterior circumstances you don't see, a lot of pressure going on behind the scenes that probably contributed to that. But like you said, Dustin, you can't, no one can tell you who you should like who you should love, who you should feel something mm-hmm. for. You, it can temporarily sway something, but that that never works long-term. And ultimately, you know, Clayton gave a, a big middle finger to, you know, the show saying, no, I'm going to go after what I want. And that I give him crazy props for. He had that moment of clarity and he decided to go with it. And, uh, you know, it, it brings me back. I think I've talked on this a little bit on, you know, just going back to my season and where I had that kind of moment where obviously it was very different, but um, with my circumstances right before, you know, picking out the ring to go propose. And I just, I knew that it was like, I should not be doing this. I should not be doing this. And it was the most insane pressure I've ever felt in my entire life. And I remember 
the, right before we're about to go film with Neil Lane, he's coming in with the rings. I'm sitting there. I'm just like in my room, like, I can't do this. I can't do this. And I had a producer come in and, you know, they talked me through it and everything. And it ultimately kind of convinced me, no, this is the right thing for you to do. And, you know, I ended up obviously doing it, but I look at this and I give Clayton so many props for not folding under that pressure. And, uh, he got his girl and, you know, he's, he's obviously stoked now on no matter what anyone is saying, no matter what the public is saying, no matter all the, whatever mean comments, tweets, he's smiling. Him and Susie are smiling. So good for them. Kind of jumped the gun on the whole second episode there. Uh, <laughs> he ends he ends up with Susie, I guess. In case anyone didn't know, <laughs> but uh, so at the at night two, it's the live dramatic season finale, which is I have a lot of qualms with all of the people in Bachelor Nation who've been like, oh my God, this is going to be crazy. Like they've already seen it. And then they're in the audience being like, I'm watching live. And it's like, didn't you already see it? Um, right, right. Maybe. Uh, but in the audience, we have Genevieve sitting next to Aaron, which is so staged. It is painful. Because yeah. after the women tell all, there was the rumor that Aaron Clancy and Genevieve had hooked up. So you know that ABC put those name tags right next to each other to have them sit to each other. On the other side of Aaron is James because the two of them can't go anywhere without the other. Then we have Shanae next to Demi, which I thought was an interesting seating choice. Mm-hmm. And then we have Marissa as well. There were a ton of other people there. It's been a star-studded weekend. They had freaking Claire Crowley come out and give advice. And I was like... Are we really at the point where Nick Vial and Claire Crowley are giving advice to people? Wait, she said it was cringy to watch. I was like, have you not seen your season? (laughs) Like you, like, what are you talking about? You lasted two weeks. Yeah. I was, I was surprised that Claire was there. And she's single again too. She keeps on jumping I'm not gonna talk shit. Never mind. No, I'm just not talking <laughs> shit. But I'm surprised because I had just I'm not you know heard the word around the street was like that had not ended well with her in production. I was like, I was shocked. I mean, maybe it was an olive branch being being extended. I uh, it's so funny seeing now you know a lot of leads kind of speak out on stuff, and I wanted so bad to uh, so you know I think Ben posted a um, a tweet with a. Uh, talking about the episode before it came out, like him, you know, everyone kept saying, we're not getting paid for this because it kind of seemed like it was an, a paid advertisement from ABC to promote the show. And then everyone's, everyone's like, we're, first, first off, we're not getting paid, but whatever. <laughs> it was so funny. I'm like, damn, I, w- I wanted so badly to, but I'm like, you know what? I'm not even going to cause this fire to kind of blow up. I was like, damn, that'd be nice if we got all these recap episodes like uh, like Ben and Nick and, and Caitlin oh, and, yeah. and Becca because, you know, we've been constantly denied over and over. But to make very clear is they are not quote unquote getting paid for those tweets or those advertisements. Sure. They, there was not a check written out for that specific purpose. What is different is have you noticed how our podcast has not had any one super recent, except for one person who did get in trouble for it. We (laughs) don't have access to Clayton for Nick file had Clayton on his show a couple weeks ago. Weird. Uh, he then went over to um, Almost Famous and was on that podcast. Those podcasts all get access to things that we don't because they're in ABC's pocket. 
So the narratives you're getting from them are very much so extensions of the narrative from ABC. And the reason why we are rejected from accessing all of those people is because we're not extending that same narrative. So this is very much so not an ad because they don't give us jack shit. In fact, I think <laughs> if you were to ask them if they wanted us to go away, they would say, pretty please. They get early recaps. They get access to they get screeners. all these cool... They get the screeners. They get contestants. They get cool opportunities to go do stuff with the show. This I and guess, that. you know you know what annoyed me is when I reached out to the show to get the screeners, they told me, oh yeah, we're stopping that. That's no longer a thing. And then I see that tweet from Ben talking about the episode prior. I'm like, oh, really guys? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Or Nick Vial cool putting story. out a TikTok saying that he just watched it on Sunday. I was like, huh. Yeah. So you're, Nick Vial got a screener? Weird. I thought they they told us they weren't doing screeners anymore. Anyways, we'll take um, the title of Black Sheep. It's all good. It's more fun that way, right? We have no. So uh, I'm assuming you guys didn't get the invite to sit in the audience, or did you just turn it down? Actually, I, I did. I it ended up ultimately not working out, but I got invited to go do that panel with uh, Nick and Claire and uh, Michelle. And uh, yeah, I've been called like a couple weeks prior to go do it. They kind of told me that how the ending, they're like, then it's kind of like ending like yours and Colton's. Um, that's all they gave me. But ultimately ended up not working out. But yeah, I, I was just surprised to see Claire there because I had heard not the best thing. So I guess, you know, that's a good thing. Good to see uh, some love uh, being reconnected there between, between them. Dustin, I assume you got the invite, right? I know you're a Batch Nation Oh, they, for, they forgot my name after I got kicked off. I haven't got an invite for anything since then. It's all good. <laughs> so we then get to see the last like 20 minutes of content, which is peppered in with all of these live conversations. Susie shows up, who's still in Reykjavik, and she says that he made her feel like a stray dog. He begs to have her back, and she's like, I don't know, man. She goes back to her place where she is staying. Then Gabby and Rachel are in the hotel, and... Clayton breaks up with both of them at the same time, which is a bad moment. Mm. I feel like that wasn't his choice. That is bad, though. Like, hey, Clayton, go tell him right now. I, I, I have no idea. I mean, if it was his choice, I mean, shame on him. That, that wasn't very smart. I don't um, think it was but his choice. I, 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 I would bet a finger that wasn't his choice. But she gets all the blame. And which also, man, I feel for... Pete and the rest of these leads, like if I'm standing up there and getting crucified by everybody and I'm, I think I would snap. I'd be like, first of all, this is live, right? I'm going to let y'all finish. I'm going to pull a Kanye moment. I'm going to let y'all finish real quick. But first <laughs> of all, production did this, this, and this. We get to see Gabby join Jesse in the hot seat and she hugs her grandpa. She has this moment where then Clayton comes out. She says she feels betrayed and he was like, you should have not let us, like, stay with you at that rose ceremony from hell if you knew what was going to happen. And my note in here is hot take. Clayton wasn't malicious. He's just a dumb boy. Boys are dumb. And uh, I wanted your guys' Ouch, highbrow analysis on that one. We can be. Then Rachel uh, comes out, does the same thing. They talk through, and she was like, I thought it was going to be us at the end. You didn't give me anything, uh, but I believed you. It is a devastating moment. She's crying in the hot seat. She talks to Clayton. She's like, I became collateral damage in your journey for love. I feel like watching back that you showed no empathy. And that was 
a pretty savage read on this situation. She calls him out for having already picked who the winner was and that he failed with that transparency. I agree. See, okay, I think that see, that's my that's, biggest problem with how this went down. That's what I was kind of getting at at the beginning with my point. I think he had... He, I really, ultimately, again, I can't speak for Clayton. This is just my opinion. I think Clayton was really infatuated with Rachel and with Gabby. I think he was... The the situation obviously did him no favors that he was in of lending him the opportunity to really develop strong feelings and and convince him that they were stronger than maybe they actually were. I don't think he was as, I don't, as, I'm not even going to use as because I agree with Gabby. I don't think you can measure love. I don't think he was mm-hmm. in love with Gabby and with Rachel. I think he was extremely, extremely infatuated. Just the way he would talk about them when he was, or talk with them. You, you know, Rachel has a point there. The empathy that she would have hoped to have received. I, I, if you love someone, I don't feel like that's the way you talk to someone. He wasn't saying anything wrong. He wasn't, you know, being an ass in that regard at all. It just, it wasn't, it wasn't coming on the office screen. Like he felt he, retracted. Was, it felt very yes. calculated what he was saying and thought through in an attempt to like mitigate the impact he knew was coming, but not like it was impacting him as much. Yeah. I just, I think he, he thought he really felt strongly. I think, I, I believe he, he's in love with Susie. I really do. Um, I think I've maybe kind of gone back and forth on that throughout the season, but I do. Seeing it now, I don't think it was it was there with with Rachel and Gabby. I really don't. And and unfortunately, that that bit him in the ass. Yeah, I mean, again, he might have been just too far gone in the sauce. But yeah, if you know who you're, who you have your eyes fixed on, do not ruin. And this goes for anyone out in the dating world too. If you have your eyes fixed on someone, but you are dating, or maybe, or you 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 know what the prize is. Focus on mm-hmm. the prize because these little things here and there, hookups here or there, they 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 will destroy it. They will destroy it. I'm a big advocate of being loyal. I know it's really shamed on, I guess, in the younger generation, but I'm big on being loyal before the relationship even starts. Does that make... Make God. I, 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 I'm go big further on with that. that. What do you mean? Meaning... Meaning with my my relationship with Kat, there was a, a trial period to where I was really liking her more than like these other girls I would hang out with and go on dates. Mm-hmm. And after a while, I before me and Kat became official, I was just focused on Kat. I wasn't, even though I could have, I could have went on other dates. I could have hooked up with other women. I didn't because I was focused on the prize. And I was more, I was very loyal to her before the relationship even started. And I, I think that shows something as you go on to being with someone later on. I mean, after you're in the relationship, it shows uh, a stronger commitment, I think. But oh, I think totally. that was his fail. Yeah, yeah I, I completely agree with you. But I think it's very different dating as a bachelor on a TV show than dating in real life and having <laughs> that that luxury, unfortunately. I like the idea of loyalty and like I can relate to that in my own life of like, oh yeah, Jesse and I were together months before we started dating. But yeah. this, you're kind of forced to date 30 people at once. I agree. But if he knew he was like all in for Susie... Like you go to the fantasy suite and maybe you just have a good night with these girls, but you don't really take it to that next level is what I'm saying. Listen, if, guys, you, if you if you know in your head that you... But, and again, he had every right to do what he did too. Like it's a part of the show. 
I get that. I am telling and you right now, really though. Any anybody that's listening, didn't mean to cut you off there, but anybody that's listening that ever yeah, becomes cool. <laughs> no, you have a great point before I forget this. <laughs> anybody that becomes the next bachelor or the or the bachelorettes, Rachel and Gabby. I feel like obviously this is or not obviously, but I feel like it's more guys that, you know, get themselves in trouble with this or just create a mess. Listen, nobody, nobody do anything in the fantasy suites moving forward. Just don't. You have now seen just don't. Yes. Refuse it. Don't, don't even like you get the card that's going to be there on the table to ask the person, throw it away. Don't even bring it to dinner. Like that is causing so many issues now with, and, and rightfully so. I'm not saying there's, it doesn't make sense why it, it does, but that the fantasy suite, I don't think has any place anymore in the show. I don't think any good comes from it. Yes. Well, I take that back. The only good that can come from it is the opportunity to speak off camera and off mic and have those conversations, those real like conversations that maybe, but you know what? No, screw it. The show is not going to, not going to air anyways, because they only air, you know, the, the, the big picture, you know, type conversations on the show at dinner. They're not going to air these, your, your politics, your, um, your, your financial situation, your, uh, you, you know, deep down. Are those actually whatever. conversations that people have. I kind of just forget that those are things that actually are conversations you should have in functional relationships. Like, did you, at, on your show, did you get to have conversations with the women that you were like dating? Like, oh yeah, this is my financial situation. This is how I, what I want to do when I retire. This is my political yeah, stance. That, did you get to have those, those Yes. And I mean, again, so I, I take it back. I, I don't mean that nothing good can come from the fantasy suite. You guys know where I was going, the point I was making. Just mm-hmm. don't spend the night with the person. Just go and and have a timer on your phone. Where I'm gonna, we're going to go speak for two hours. We're going to get stuff out and then we're done because it just, it's going to, I mean, the show's not going to like it because it's going to get rid of a lot of drama, but it's going to save you guys. And unless, unless you just, you know, you choose one person right there and you send the other two home. That's, you know, I would say an acceptable alternative. But yeah, uh, to answer your question, yeah, that's the time where you do or have those conversations. maybe you just want to get the full experience to do it all. Look so what's just, happening. Look, don't do it. You're telling me you're going to buy a car it. without test driving at first? This only happens yes. if you're a man. Yes. If this you only could. happens if you're a man on the show. Um, it's like men are getting crucified I know, for us. I know so don't out do it. in the real world, it's very different. Like oh, women yeah. get shamed quite a bit. I'm not going to act like I don't acknowledge that. So it's but like on the, the show, it's the exact <laughs> opposite. It's the exact opposite. So if you're a woman, hey, go get it in. No one, uh, no one's ever going to shame you on the Bachelor Nation. So, uh, right? I don't think. Yeah, no woman's ever been shamed like that. Or yeah. Well, I mean, it's. I posted a TikTok on our Instagram the other day where it was like, I love how the Bachelor is like. This woman, she's amazing. She is God's gift to this earth. She is love. She is light. She is everything. But this guy, fuck this guy. This guy's <laughs> the bachelor. We hate him. <laughs> it's just, it's a very stark contrast. And I feel like in some ways it's equity for all of the inequity in the real world when it comes to women. It's and true. I'm going to say it's very Women's History Month that women get such a, a slide on this one when yeah. it comes it to is fantasy suites. I'm here for it. As long I just, as it's acknowledged, I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah, I think it is acknowledged if people see that. But yeah, my two my two cents, please, guys, if you want to save yourself, it's just a ton of, Pete, a ton of I trouble. I have actually something for you. Is Pete, I have something for you. What? I actually, we know someone. I didn't tell you this. I just found out. What? We know someone going on this next season. 
personally? We both know him. I know give me, him. Give me a hint. And then I introduced you to him. Give me a hint. I'm not going to give you a hint. Well, I'm not going to. I'll gonna... say this. What? I'll say, oh, no, we might have too many people listening. I was going to give a clue. Give a clue. Maybe. Uh, give a clue. We leave breadcrumbs. Listen, the, the names are going to be out here. The show is, I think, beginning to film March 20th. They so. leave They leave. Th- they leave Sunday. Uh, g- give me a hint. It's Andrew Spencer. Okay. <laughs> you got it. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> let me think how I could clue this up without giving... I'll give you a clue, P. Yeah. Listen, I, I think even if anyone gets it, I don't think it's that big of a deal because the names are going to be dropped here soon anyways. So you heard it here first. Tulum. Tulum. Why on these going to Tulum? Stop it. Stop it. Wait. Why all these Chicago? Okay. Okay. We need to get this back on track. We'll hit this at the end. All right. Let's finish this up. Okay. Can we talk about the proposal? Oh, yeah. Proposal. All right. Yeah, so he proposes. She walks out in a white dress, which does she get to pick the dress or does production pick the dress for her? Because a white dress is fucking savage to walk out in. I love it. That white dress. Yeah, that's a beautiful white dress. That was. Listen, I I think at that point, uh, it could have been her dress. No, well, the proposal stuff is always, yeah, the contestants are, they meet with Carrie and they get all tailored up for either their suits or or their dress. So it it was probably Carrie doing that, but. She got all dressed up to turn him down. To turn him down. Shit. I mean, it was good. I think that that was a, a very valid thing for her to do. And I really appreciate her sticking to her guns there. And I was like, oh, man, she's the bachelorette. That's crazy. And then the last 20 minutes, we hit a hard turn. And it's like, he went home alone. Or did he? Someone reached out to him. And then they kind of tease it. But you can totally tell it's a pageant girl based on the, they show the shoes and she does a little walk up and then she has a little kick. And I was like, that is a trained kick. I've seen that kick a thousand times before. That is a pageant kick. It's Susie. Then Susie comes out. (laughs) They're dating. They are figuring it out one conversation at a time. It's not team Clayton. It's not team Susie. We are together. And he is moving to Virginia. Thoughts? I love that. Listen, I'm happy for them. I, I Ultimately, they found what they signed up in this crazy, crazy op- or you know, unique experience to find. They found it, love with each other. And they're going to, yes, they are going to get it all. They're going to feel all the love from, you know, all the support. They're going to feel a lot of the criticism. And ultimately, who the hell cares? Because you guys got what you wanted and that's all that matters. So go out, live your best life with each other, really dig in and, and pursue this relationship in the real world, not having this, like, this is a really cool moment for them. Obviously now it's that everything's been a secret for so long. It's been all under wraps. It's, I'm sure they've probably had a ton of stress as everything's been airing. Cause you know, with her coming back to him now after the show finished filming, like it's probably been a ton of stress, but now just go and enjoy it. Live your lives. I would say get mm-hmm. off social media for a minute, for a month, for a couple months and just enjoy each other. And Go enjoy it. Live that life. Stress-free. But if you're not on Instagram, how are you supposed to make that ad money? Oh, they'll be fine for a month, too. They'll be good. Yeah, I mean, they have, you can't even do anything for, for your contract for a couple months afterwards. But I would just yeah. don't read any comments. Just enjoy each other. Hey, it's not. It's never stay going. Stay out of Reddit. Yeah, stay off of Reddit. Stay off of all the whatever other sites, you know, people write on. Enjoy each other. Can we, we talk... Can we talk about this real quick? We don't have it in our notes. And I thought 
this gentleman did a fantastic job this season. Jesse Palmer as a host. I hope to see him. I yes. think I want him to stay for indefinitely. I, I love him. I thought he was so good. I think Very he's breaking good. it in. It's not, it wasn't quite natural yet, but obviously you're not going to get to Chris Harrison level of comfortability given that I, he took but 24 I, seasons there to get sometimes there. I was like, is that Chris Harrison? Yeah, like, he had I'm, very... I'm, I'm, the, the mannerisms, I'm seeing it all. I'm like, is that Chris? The show but nailed it. Stepping into it. With trying to, obviously, like, there's so much love for Chris out there. The fans, you know, Bachelor Nation just were so connected to him. Um, they nailed it with getting someone that had that Chris-esque type hosting uh, energy and vibe. They nailed it. I agree. I think Jesse did an incredible job. You could, I don't think you could have had someone in their first season ever as a host for such a huge show like that. I mean, I know he has prior hosting experience with sports, but I don't think anyone could have done a better job than him uh, for that first season. I hope, I hope to see him back. Hope to see him on Paradise. Hope to see him on, on all of it because he, he killed it. He was phenomenal. Guys, like I, he should be, he should be stuck. I mean, I, I love the other girls too. I think they did great, but this was just, this, this felt like home, if you ask me, with Jesse. I'd love to see yeah. uh, Caitlin Bristow step in a little bit for Bachelorette, just because I do think having a someone who's formerly been in that position is really beneficial. And I think that we saw that play out this season with Jesse being able to give advice to Clayton in a lot of ways and relate to him in a lot of ways. And I think that that is also something that I want to see on The Bachelorette. And of course, The Bachelor and The Bachelorette are not one-to-one -one comparisons. So it would be nice to have Caitlin on to kind of help guide the women as they're going through this, especially since there are women going through this, mm -hmm. not woman. So it's, we'll see what happens. But I definitely think that Jesse's stepping into his own. Oh, for have sure. Have you guys ever seen the, um, so Paulie D, DJ Paulie D and Vinny, had a reality TV dating show. They both were in the house and then they they were trying to find their wife. So they had all these women in there. And I'm not gonna lie, it got it was pretty good because some of them were into the same girl. And then there was some drama in between them. And guys, I think this next season of the Bachelorette is going to be iconic. It's like Joe Millionaire, except well, minus the eyes, millionaire I, You guys know I like the drama. I'm a drama guy. I want to see the bullshit and the the, wreck, the train wreck. I think it's going to be phenomenal, in my opinion. I think so, too. And that's a great lead into who are our bachelorettes. It's not Gabby or Rachel. It's Gabby and Rachel. And it was uh, like, a, oh, wow. And you could tell that they hadn't seen it before because like their reaction, like they both knew that they were the Bachelorette, but I don't know if they knew the other was the Bachelorette. And they yeah. had this like adorable reaction. Yeah, no, it's, I think, man, it, never count this show out. I'm telling you, they always, they, these people are geniuses. They are geniuses. This, this season's going to be fire. It is. And I'm excited to see, see the two of them. I, I love I love Gabby's personality. I think she she is going to bring a really unique aspect to the show. I think in a bachelor mm -hmm. we really haven't seen before. And then how can you just not root for Rachel to to find to find ultimately find it? She's just the biggest sweetheart. Uh, maybe a little bias there with the whole flying aspect. So I hope we see some flying scenes and and, uh, <laughs> and women in aviation. Guys, don't miss this opportunity. It's an awesome opportunity to promote it. So please don't miss it. But uh, yeah, I am excited for the two of them. I guess we're going to get a little break here. Uh, it's not going to air until July. So 
Is it July? Dustin and I were talking about that at the top. I think I saw something. Yeah, it comes out. If they're sequestering starting this weekend. So what are they doing in between now and July? Uh, Paradise. But no, Paradise doesn't air until August, though. Paradise doesn't even film until like June. They're filming. Well, I think they're going to film the Bachelor season right starting March 20th. But I think maybe I'm wrong, but I thought I saw something where it's not air. If they're giving Bachelor Nation a break, it's not airing until uh, July. If I had to guess, they're getting ready to start filming next week. They're going to be done in two months, April, May. I, I think I'm going to say mid-May or the end of May, maybe early June. I mean, yeah, that, that makes sense. Maybe I'm completely wrong on that. I don't know where I said And that. then Paradise will probably air um, late August if I... Yeah, that's usually about when Paradise airs. And then I guess we'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the fall since that's usually The Bachelorette. I know that there were talks of a second Bachelor and that kind of went off into the ether. So who knows where that stands currently. But I will say, the thing about there being two Bachelorettes is, so we're crucifying Clayton for falling in love with more than one woman, but ABC's allowed to do it? ABC's allowed to pick two women, but Clayton isn't? Hmm, that Dro- double standard, that I don't know Man, if I stand by. you guys are bringing it. Bring it drop this that morning. Mic. Jesus, these Mike points are, on that one, are fire. Yeah, Emma, <laughs> drop it right now. Drop it. Go. There you go. That oh, yeah. is a solid, solid points. Double standard, guys. Double, double standards. standards through and through. Double, double. All right. Hey, so we got a lot to look forward to. Uh, this was a crazy, insane season. Great drama. You know, ultimately a great love story. Uh, we wish Clayton and Susie the best. Uh, excited to see Gabby and Rachel. Um, and what they, uh, I'm excited to see them on our screens as, as leads. Paradise. Who are we excited for in Paradise? Almost Paradise. I don't know. It depends. You never know who really is going to be on there. I want to see uh, Andrew and Greg. I, I, I think Andrew, Greg, Justin. Um, I think we'll see Genevieve. those guys on there for sure. I want to yeah. see Serene. I want to see, honestly. I want to see Shanae. Stir the pot. Right, I want Shanae. I want, be real with me, okay? Should I go? All right. Well, it's been fun. It's been a cool season. We'll be back with recaps whenever there are recaps to be recapped. Awesome, guys. And a little reminder again, I will be out here uh, through the end of the month. Clay's going to be filling in. I'm going to be going through the last portion of my training, but I have enjoyed recapping with you guys. Hope you guys have enjoyed this season and looking forward to many, many more. Much love. Bachelor is in the City is hosted by me, Peter Weber. And me, Dustin Kendrick. This podcast is produced by Red Rock Music. Our producer is Emma Martins, and our executive producer is Red Yoakum. Our audio engineer is Enrique Inojosa. Subscribe and like or review wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the show on Instagram at Bachelors in the City Podcast. Got questions for us about the show, life, or really whatever? DM at Bachelors in the City Podcast on Instagram for a chance to be a featured third roommate. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening and sign up for our membership program to become a honorary third roommate. Join now for $3 per month and enjoy the episodes ad-free. Click the link in the episode description so you can move in.